Hi, friends. Welcome to Unyielding, a podcast for Pathways to Hope Network. Our goal for this podcast is to connect with mothers of children facing the juvenile court system. We want to use this platform to give a voice to the challenges you're facing while you're learning to navigate the sometimes scary and uncertain world we enter when our child has been charged with a crime. For the next 30 or so minutes, we hope that you will feel seen. We hope that you are reminded of your value and that you leave a little stronger than you arrived. Most importantly, though, we hope to honor the always beautiful, often heart-wrenching, unyielding love that a mother has for her child. Hey, friend. I am so glad that you're here today because today's topic has been something that has really been heavy on my heart lately. If you have spent time listening to these podcasts, have been in one of my groups, or have met with me one-on-one, you know how often I am pushing self-care. I remember one time sitting with a mama one day in court who was just wrapping up a conversation with the probation counselor that had been assigned to her child. And before walking away, the probation counselor, you know, coming from this place of care and concern, gave her a small pat on the arm and said, I know this is tough. Make sure that you're making time for self-care. She turned and walked away. And as she did, the mama next to me looked me straight in the eye and said, if one more person mentions self-care, I'm going to scream. Needless to say... I made sure to skip my lecture on the importance of self-care with her, but it got me thinking about why that was such a trigger for her. Thinking back to when I was a mama sitting in the courtroom, I remember how lost I felt, you know, how overwhelming it was to face so many unknowns with only the ability to sit and wait and see how things panned out. I hated feeling like I didn't have any control over the court process, the outcome, or the decisions my child had made and was making. It felt like somewhere along the journey, I was ejected out of the driver's seat as a parent and left on the side of the road to wait, watch, and hope that my child's life and my family didn't end up in a fiery crash. When it feels like someone turned out the lights on the life that you had planned for and dreamed of, your only option is to stumble through the dark, feeling your way along until you find the way out. And that's what I did. And whether you are aware of it or not, that's what you're doing right now. And that's why I'm so committed to this community, because when we survive the dark and scary It's our responsibility to turn around and go back to help the people behind us find their way out too. And if we can get through that journey with minimal bumping and bruising, then we're all the better for it. So today, we're going to begin a conversation about self-care. Hey, don't you roll your eyes at me, and you better not even think about closing out this podcast. You owe it to yourself to listen. And that's all I'm asking for today. Just hear me out because this is a much bigger part of your healing journey than you realize. 
and how you move forward in this season depends heavily on it. Here's the thing. Just like our moon, you are going to go through phases. Phases of light, phases of dark, and phases of everything in between. And even though you might not always appear with the same brightness, you are always whole. The ugly and dark that is facing you today does not make you any less whole. There is still a part of you that needs to laugh, a part of you that needs to feel good in your skin, a part of you that needs to sleep, a part of you that needs to get lost in music or a good book, a part of you that needs to feel strong. And we get so wrapped up in the ugly and dark that we start to neglect all of those other parts of ourselves. And life becomes infinitely harder. Most moms I work with, without realizing it, end up abandoning every part of their routine that once brought life into them. And that's true in my story as well. See, all of our focus and attention gets shifted outward and we slide into survival mode. Sometimes we eat to cope and other times we don't eat at all. Sitting for hours mindlessly scrolling through our phones or watching TV as a means to escape or keeping ourselves so busy that we don't have the time to think about what this means for our child's future. Picking up vices like smoking, drinking, or anything else that might take the edge off the heartache or shame that comes from wondering where we went wrong. I was on that path for a long time. The path where taking care of myself felt like the least important thing that needed to happen in my life, and that's the first barrier that we encounter when it comes to devoting time to self-care. But facts don't lie. And it has been clinically proven in study after study that self-care is known to significantly reduce and sometimes even eliminate anxiety and depression. Research shows that when we pour even just a little into ourselves, it reduces stress and increases happiness. See, we believe that the only way we can feel better is for our circumstances to improve. When we know our child's okay, then we'll be okay. And it makes sense to look at it that way, but that's actually backward. The truth is, when we shift our focus away from our circumstances onto the things that we have control over, we become more attuned to our needs and the needs of others. We're more patient. We're more balanced. We're more emotionally regulated. We're more clear-headed, and all of this helps us to make better decisions. And here's the thing, sis. All of these things are critical in helping you show up as the mama of a teen who's struggling through some really hard stuff. See, when we take responsibility for making sure we're okay, we release our children of that responsibility. They get to focus solely on getting themselves okay without carrying the extra weight of our baggage. I'm responsible for getting myself through this in the best way possible. I am 
as a parent, I'm responsible for getting myself through this in the best way possible. And they're responsible for getting themselves through it in the best way possible. But when you focus on taking care of yourself and making sure that you're operating on all cylinders, you are not only stronger and more resilient, but you're also providing them with an excellent example of healthy coping skills. And right now, they need all the examples they can get. So now that we've talked through our first barrier of self-care, which is lacking an understanding of its importance, let's address the second barrier, guilt. For a lot of people, mostly women, self-care feels selfish. Not all moms, but most moms will admit that they achieve a sense of self-worth in taking care of the needs of others. We can easily get stuck in this codependent cycle where taking care of others helps us feel needed and valuable, but it also leaves us feeling a little bit resentful. It's fine. I'll do the dishes. I don't want to have to ask him to do them again. And then while doing the dishes, we can't help but feel irritated about the fact that we're the only one who ever thinks to do the dishes. The flip side of that dichotomy is that when we do abstain from what would be considered caretaking behavior to meet our own needs, we often feel guilty or selfish. Recognizing that self-care is not selfish, in my opinion, is the toughest of the three barriers we're going to talk about today. It requires us to examine and re-examine and likely re-examine how we look at the act of self-care and to recognize that self-care is necessary in order for us to show up for all the roles that we have been entrusted with. Finally, we move on to the third barrier of self-care, which is our confusion about what self-care during this season actually looks like. The truth is that from the moment we become moms, there's a tiny, almost imperceivable shift that occurs inside us that changes the entire direction of our lives. Our life begins to shift from being inner-focused to outer-focused. There's a quote by author Jennifer Weiner that read, This is motherhood for you, going through life with your heart outside your body. And it feels like there has never been anything truer. For likely over a decade now, you have worried more about your child's needs than your own. Their clothes, their meals, their extracurricular activities, their friends, and their experiences. As mothers, we pour ourselves into our children, and through that process, we often lose pieces of ourselves. Pretty soon, we can't decide where we'd like to eat for dinner or what we'd like to do on a Friday night, or how we'd like to spend summer vacation. I remember a few years back, my husband and I were having a conversation, and he asked me what my hobbies were. I literally sat there just looking at him, completely dumbfounded. I can almost imagine what it must have been like for him to watch me sit utterly baffled by a simple question with a distant look on my face and the slow blink of my eyes. You guys, I couldn't identify a single one. Other than the things I know I like to squeeze in between running the kids to practice and dinner, like shopping at Target, I could come up with exactly zero. 
So if today life feels like you're trying to outrun a dumpster, someone set on fire and shoved down a hill, it makes sense that you might be a bit lost trying to also figure out how to take care of yourself. So for the next few episodes, we're focusing entirely on that. It's self-care 101, a plan to get you back to you. You know why? Because life has changed trajectory. The path you thought you were on has taken an unexpected detour. And rather than sitting around waiting to see how we're going to respond based on how our child is going to respond, we're taking the lead on this one. We're starting our own journey, a journey that will strengthen us for the battles ahead of us, a journey that's going to help us show up the way that we want to show up strong, brave, and resilient. If how we navigate this season as moms plays at all into how our child overcomes these challenges, then hitch up the horses and load up the covered wagon because starting today, we're pioneering on a path towards hope. (laughs) There's always been a part of me that wished I lived in the little house on the prairie days. So join us next time when I have the honor and privilege of interviewing trainer, nutrition coach, and mom, Megan Dahlman. Megan was and still is an instrumental part in helping me through what have been some of the most difficult times in my life. And I know you are going to love her. She is everything you would want a coach and trainer to be, and she is going to share with us why physical activity and nutrition are so important for you during this season, and some super simple ways that you can begin your self-care journey. I promise you, this is not about 30-minute workouts every day, eating a perfectly balanced meal. This is total counterculture, which... I love. This is about healing on a soul level. And that journey starts next time. So until then, remember that parenting is about the long game. That fast is slow and slow is fast and take things one day at a time. Okay, friends, well, that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening to Unyielding. I really hope that you found this information helpful and that it served you in some way today. If you did, could you show some love to this community of mamas by leaving a review and subscribing? You know how lonely this journey can be. And when you leave positive reviews and subscribe, it makes a big difference in helping other struggling moms out there find us. Oh, and don't forget to check out Pathways to Hope Network's website. The link will always be in the show notes below, where you can access an ever-growing library of resources, like a list of local and national resources that may be helpful, a page entirely devoted to frequently asked questions, as well as our blogs that cover a variety of topics. When you visit the page, remember to subscribe so you're added to our monthly newsletter designed to encourage and educate you throughout this process and beyond. You can also find our social media pages on Facebook and Instagram, posts designed to help keep you fighting. Remember, family is like life. It's a fight for territory, and once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will automatically take over. 
Until next week, friends, remember we are stronger together.